Greetings, skips and skipperettes from all across the wild and untamed electronic wasteland known only as Internet Land. And welcome back to Tales from the Jungle Cruise. Well, today is the second half of our chat with skipper Kerry Yanazzo, and we get into more of his memories of working at Disneyland from 1976 to 1985. I had such a great time chatting with him, and he's got such great memories that it's hard to imagine that he started nearly 40 years ago as a skipper at the Jungle Cruise. I hope you guys enjoy your visit back in time with him. So I'm sure that many of you have heard uh, that we've had a big bump in our listenership, and a month later, I'm still really grateful for the guys at The Nerdist who mentioned us and helped a lot of you listeners find us. I've also been really grateful for all of the emails and messages of support. A lot of them have had kind of a similar tone, the uh, what can we do to support the podcast. I genuinely appreciate the kind words, and here's a couple things. First of all, and most importantly, please feel free to share us with your friends who might enjoy the podcast. We need to keep them growing both with our podcast downloads and on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash junglecruise, C-R-E-W-S. If you go to that page and uh, join us if you're on Facebook, and honestly, who isn't these days, uh, and just share us from there, we always have all of our interesting news. We also share vintage pictures and stories from uh, the early days of Disneyland, Walt Disney World, and so on and so on. You know, secondly, we keep our entire archive and all the news about the podcast over at junglecruise.podbean.com. I'm trying to work on expanding some of the infrastructure for the podcast, get a domain name, and coming up I have a lot of driving to record episodes with other skippers. I've loved doing the podcast for the last three and a half years, and it is a labor of love, But if you did want to help out, there is a PayPal donation link on the right side of that page. And because of that, I want to thank a couple of people who did pass along donations to the podcast. Uh, Patrick Hale and uh, I know this this name, Skipper Bud Justison. I really appreciate that you showed your support to what we're doing here with our oral history. And I promise to keep bringing you stories as long as I can find stories to tell. There's lots of great stories coming up in the next few weeks, including our first interview with a skipper who worked at the park. On July 17, 1955, the first day of opening at Disneyland. Lots of stuff I'm very excited about, and I'm very happy that you're with me on this journey. And now, part two of The Coach. Kungaloosh, everyone. Jungle Cruise, Kyle, did, did you guys have guns? Yeah, well, you know, the the second time I was there, we had guns. I was there in that weird period in the early aughts uh, where there was a group called PETA, uh, People for the Ethical Treatment of Animatronics, uh, and they were upset. Oh, no. they, they were upset we were firing fake guns at fake animals in a fake jungle and trying to cash our fake paychecks. So, yeah, for, a, wow. for an extended amount of time, the guns took a little break, and they went... Uh, 
went on vacation and uh, luckily when they came back they weren't electronic or anything weird and uh, they are still there today and they're a, a classic part of the ride but yeah it was uh when i started they were they were not there and we just had air horns for emergencies wow not quite oh, as, we, not oh, quite as of, classically yeah, themed we used to have uh, we used to have uh, basically uh, gunfights at the falls. And I remember one time uh, we had this big. It was like the second trip of the day, and you had to be careful because supervision catch you. You ever had a gunfight at the falls with supervision on the ride? You're fired. Mm-hmm. And we knew that, but we didn't care because we had to find out who had the fastest draw. Yep. And one day I'm coming around the corner on the back side of the falls. And one of the guys pulls out his gun, and there's a supervisor right next to me. And I'm waving. Now, I'm waving, like, next to my head, so the supervisor, which is on my hip, can't see my hand waving. Mm-hmm. And the other guy in the other boat thought I was waving hello, and he pulled his gun out and shot it and, get, and got fired because he shot with a supervisor on board. Uh. I always felt I tried everything. I couldn't say anything. I tried to wave and tell him not to do it, and he did it, and he ended up getting fired for shooting at people, and that was the only bad part. But we had a lot of – deadheads were fun. I think one of the best parts of Joan Cruz is going on a deadhead. Yep. yep. And we had deadhead gunfights all the time. You know, it's fun. You well, you win some, you lose some. Yeah. You know, and oh, sure. And, oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, no, there's some other things. I um I'm trying to think of Don's last name. I can't think of Don's name. Don was one of those new guys, and we all have him, that was annoying. Not the same one we had before with the squirter. But Don liked to ride the boats and ride the boats. His brakes were spent riding other guys' boats. Yep. And unlike the one guy who was, who was really bad before with the squirter, uh, he would take our jokes and use them. And he never had his own material. He'd always use his mm-hmm. and then ours and by combining both it was really bad and as a foreman i had to ride his boat you know and go through all that and i told him i said you got to drop this one you got to pick up this one i mean it's just it doesn't have any rhyme or rhythm it doesn't it's not funny well i'll try he wrote about it. one day he gets on my boat and he, he'd never ridden my boat and i knew why he was there because he wanted to hear my jokes and use them in his ride so as I came up to Ganesha, I said, oh, my goodness, they've, they've gotten two jungle cruisers. I said, I've got to save them. And I said, take over, Don. And it wasn't Don Boz, by the way. It was a rookie. Mm-hmm. And he, I said, take over. And I put the boat in fast forward, and I jumped off the boat. He runs to the front. Now, right there behind Ganesha is the squirting elephant, you know? Yep. So I took like three steps, came across, the boat came around the corner, did the big swoop, the elephant comes up, and squirts him mm-hmm. perfectly. Perfect. Uh, he got nailed. And I'm laughing. I'm having a good time. I'm waving. And I run off into the jungle because there's little maintenance trails back there. Yep. And if you ever walk uh, uh, on there, you know where you can go. As foreman, I went back there all the time. I knew the trails. So I walked all the way over to the rapids. He takes the boat. He's doing my whole spiel. You know, he's doing the spiel all the way around. And I'm over sitting on a rock in the rapids. And he comes up. And I said, hey, how's it going? And he goes, fine. How are you? I said, doing great. I said, I'm ready to take over again. So I jump on the boat and get in there. And I said, well, I've really enjoyed taking your folks in the jungle. And he did the whole spiel. And he gets off my boat and he goes, 
hey, what was that all about? I said, I told you there were two guys that got captured. I had to save them. Really? I said, absolutely. I'm the foreman. It's my job. And he goes, oh, okay. Had no idea. I nailed him with the whole steel. Part of the fun. Uh, so, oh, we nailed rookies all the time. That was the whole thing. I mean, it wasn't just on the jungle cruise. It, you know, we did it on canoes. And yep. There's some weird stories on canoes. Canoes is pretty good, too. Yep. Well, now, I know but, you did, again, uh, a lot of jungle cruise guys went there. Yeah. Now, I know you didn't work with Sue on the jungle because she didn't start there until 95. But what was uh, – did you work with Sue? Was she uh, always around the oh, west Sue, side? Yeah, she was on – yeah, she was on the West Side, and she worked mostly on Big Thunder. And I, you know, we always spent time in break area. And I don't know if we, we, I think I only worked on uh, Big Thunder about four or five times. I worked with her on. I was foreman on uh, uh, the, the shooting gallery once in a while, and uh, I worked with her there. Hey, great gal, great person, yep. good people. I can't speak. She, she's funny. Oh, she's got a great sense of humor. Yeah, and I, I could not imagine her working on Jungle Cruise. Huh? I, I wasn't there when the girls came in. Right, right. Yeah, you left about uh, ten years before. So, um, you know, it's they funny. tell me there are girls there now. I have not been on a ride with the girls on a jungle cruise yet. I don't know if I'd like that or not. Well, I always know, thought about. It. I've talked to a couple other guys about that too. Oh, they're they're great. I mean, there's just like just like with the guys, there's great girls and there's lousy guys. I mean, it's you know, gender is not any kind of a uh, a hold about whether someone can do that job or not. It's you know, you got people who get it and who have timing and who don't. So, um, hey, there's one other name I'm going to run by you uh, just to get your memories and your time with him, and that's uh, that's Chappie, uh, Don Chapman. Uh, you you work. Holy with... moly! Yeah. We oh sp- yeah. Oh, we, I we worked spent, with Don. We spent He's two cool. hours two hours with Don and Lois listening <laughs> to stories. Oh, he worked. He worked. I think he was on night with me when I was in the day. He was one of the night guys. Yeah, relief. Oh, he was relief. That was it. Yeah. He was doing. He did the uh, uh, my days off. I think he was forming on the ride. Well, from the time he when, was a cracker. Yeah, Don. Don actually left the resort around the time I started in two thousand ish. Um, but he I was know, there for a long time. Yeah. Well, basically through you know through ninety five and the the rehab when they put Indiana Jones in. I mean, he was the glue that held yeah. that ride together. Oh, he was. He was great with the kids. Yep. You know, he was like a father figure. I I, I don't mean to be mean to him like that either. No, no, but no. But he, he was like a father figure, and uh, well, he was stern. He, he, was, he like, was stern but fair. I mean, that's that's the impression oh, yeah. that I got. Yeah. I mean, he 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 wouldn't laugh easily, but if he did, you knew you had a good joke. Great sense of humor, dry, dry as the day is born, but he had, he had good rhythm. He had a good spiel. Mm-hmm. He was great with the people. I'm telling you, he, he had people crying when he came in. Yep. You know, and I saw that. Uh, uh, you know, that's one of the fun things when, if you really get people. I remember one lady. Oh my goodness, fifty-year-old lady from Alabama. She thought the animals were real. Every animal she thought was real, and I'm. You know, she was on the floor of the boat when we were going by the headhunters, and I said, "I'll protect you, ma'am." He'll be. Oh, thank you, thank you. She got tears. She was scared. I'm going. Where is the reality here? And that's the thing that always scared me is the reality. We had people, I had a couple, they were looking at a map and they came through the exit and they walked right into the water. Mm. And a guy was mad. We helped him out of the water. He goes, what, 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 why don't you put up a gate or something here? And I said, what, what would you want us to do? How about a, a five foot wide sign that says exit? And he said, yeah, why don't you? I said, like this one. 
And he goes, well, couldn't you light this place better? I said, like this light here that says exit and this light over here that has a sign exit. And he goes, uh, yeah. Well, and you know, that, that's cool. It's, it's, it's we missed that, didn't we? Yeah. Well, and you oh, know, yeah. you're you're in that time period though, where I mean, it's it's still a three network race on TV. Uh, you know, it's it is not a a point where a lot of people have seen. You know, like now, all the nature documentaries and the suspension of disbelief, and you know, Jaws oh, yeah. and Star Wars was just happening. And but you know, that's that's an era before people really had this sense of the fantastic, you know, I mean, it was still fantastic. It wasn't, you know, mundane. It wasn't boring. You know, it still was this incredible sense of wonder that I I think is a little harder to find these days. Well, it was, like I said, the first five years I was there, the the Walt was still there. The magic was still there. Even people walking in the park. They they felt invulnerable, and I don't know why, but they do. They were in fantasy land, even Adventureland. You know, yeah. they thought nothing could ever happen to them, and when things happened, it was it was scary. I mean, because yeah. some of the things that happened were bad. Um, I, I I came in one time when they had an accident over on the People Mover, mm-hmm. and I was over on the Jungle Cruise that morning, and that was not fun. because yeah. uh, you know the, the when things happened at the park. Like on the Matterhorn, and you know they had deaths and stuff. It was never a good thing. It it affects everyone, everyone who works there, and a lot of it. You know, there was I don't I don't know about as much, but um, in the first couple years of California Adventure, there were some some coronary issues. People who didn't know they had heart issues and would go on the the new big roller coaster and come off, and you know it. It uh, I was there for a couple of those cardiac runs, and we had one in the Tiki Room when I was there. Yeah. I'm on the jungle. One of the girls called me up from the tea room. She goes, I, I think I got a problem here. And I said, what kind? He goes, medical emergency. I don't think he's breathing. I think, uh, yeah, I'm okay. I'll be right there. So beyond the jungle, I went into the exit, and there was a guy, and he was out, out cold. And uh, we called, you know, they called the ambulance, came in the back way. And I just remember what the wife said. And, it, you know, it's 105 degrees. Yep. And she goes, well, it's his seventh heart attack. If he goes, he goes. Hmm. He had swollen ankles. It was 105 outside, yeah. and he'd been walking all around Disneyland. And if he goes, he goes. Yeah, that's the reality of it. I mean, that's and he went. Yep. So it, it was amazing. There's a lot of things like that that surprise you, and yeah. you know, hey, people ask me today. You know, I've, I I teach uh, world history in high school, and mm-hmm. I'm a wrestling coach. And the kids ask me, "Do you used to work at Disneyland?" I said, "Yeah." And he said, what was the worst question anybody asked you? I said, well, not the worst, but the most common question asked. Mm-hmm. In my nine years at Disneyland was, what time is the 9 o'clock parade? Yep. And I'd always tell them 8.30. Yep. 8.30, it'll be on time, can't miss it. They go, oh, thank you. They walk away, never understanding what they just asked. Well, then you have the people who asked uh, where the fireworks would be, and when you tell them in the sky, they never seem to be happy with that answer. I, I oh still, yeah, I still love the. Uh, this is the uh, came out of Dave Koenig's book about uh, behind the uh, the Mouse Tales books he did. But one of it was the, a girl walked up and it was raining, and she walked up to the ticket booths outside, and she said, "Is it is it rain also raining inside the park?" <laughs> 
Yeah, it's, oh, a, wow. it's a shame that glass dome isn't still there. That would have been nice to keep that up. So, yeah. Uh, you, was Tinkerbell there when you were there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, the Tinkerbell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. She was still flying. Over we the had park. the original. She we worked, had the original she worked, Tinkerbell. She worked into the early aughts. It was the same person all through the 80s and 90s. Yeah. The lady that did us, from what I hear, was like in her 50s. Yeah. Yep. And she did the Tinkerbell thing. I, I tell you, she didn't look fifty. Yep, I, she looked I, pretty good for where we were. I think it was probably the same person uh, all the way into uh, another fifteen or twenty years. I mean, I I am pretty sure Amazing. it was the same. And, and and early on, uh, one of the guys, uh, Kevin Cavanaugh, was telling me that when he was, or maybe it was Don Bob's, anyway, that they would sit at the end of the the line from the Matterhorn with a couple of mattresses. And they had these guys who would catch Tinkerbell as she came off, and that was their only job. Yes. Was just to yep. to be there catching Tinkerbell. So hey, nine you, o'clock every night. You were saying you hadn't had any uh, female skippers. Uh, when was the last uh, couple times you visited? Has it been uh, you know in the last ten years? Have you been by the park? No, it's been well. Gosh, for me, it's been almost twenty. Yeah, because I live in Texas now. It's a long way, and I haven't had a chance to get back because I've been coaching wrestling, and it's hard to get out of there because we do spring and summer. Yeah, and those so we're doing pretty tough. much year round wrestling and. You know, been very successful the last couple of years. We've had okay. district champions, and we were regional champions in Texas in, in uh, 5A. Mm-hmm. Actually, it was 4A last year. Yep. Now it's 5A this year. So, uh, yeah, I've had a lot of fun with that. I, I enjoy coaching sure. and teaching. I miss, I miss, you know what I miss about Disneyland? This is the weird part. I don't miss the rides. Mm-hmm. I miss the people. Absolutely. Because I'm out here in Texas, and... Now, uh, there's a couple guys i got to get a hold of, like Terry Eden. He's in San Antonio. He's a fireman in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I wanna, I'm trying to get a hold of him, but I'm two hours away. Yeah. There's a couple other guys that are up here that I'm trying to get a hold of. But, you know, it's hard because mm-hmm. right now I'm in the middle of the season. I've got districts coming up uh, this Saturday, so we were busy. Mm-hmm. But, no, that's the thing you miss. You miss the people. But yeah. Facebook has helped a lot, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and – just like this talking here, I mean, you're, you're talking about people that you've known for years. And, yep. You know, some of some of the jungle crews have gone away. The, the the Facebook page that Jeff Rhodes came up with. Yep. Is fabulous. Yeah, it's great uh, idea. And some of the guys we worked with with that have gone. You know, Chris mm-hmm. Nelson is yep. one. Chris's, Chris's um, daughter. Daniels. Yeah, Chris's daughter is a good friend of mine. I I uh, uh, have heard great stories about him. Rusty Pipes. Mm-hmm. He was the one and only Rusty Pipes yep. on the Jungle Cruise. I'll never forget that. Yep. Met George of the Jungle, George Harold. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, he's hilarious. George Harold got a guest complaint from Charles Bronson. <laughs> How do you like that? Charles Bronson, Joe Ireland came on the Jungle Cruise. George took him around. George was proud of his write-up. You know, he got a, he got a complaint. He got he was proud of it because it was signed by. Charles Bronson. Yeah, it's like a free autograph. Wasn't too yeah. Wasn't too thrilled about the complaint part, but yeah. oh gosh, it was amazing. Oh, the stories are crazy. I got in trouble one time. I was on Main Street and I took a bunch of Aussies, and we were we were singing, uh, you know, what Timey Kangaroo down and oh Waltzing Matilda. Mm-hmm. We're singing Waltzing Matilda on the omnibus. Now these people paid. Probably like ten bucks to ride that. It's a ride to ride that. They just rode around singing "Waltzing Matilda" all the time, right? Mm-hmm. I got in trouble uh, because I wasn't doing the spiel. 
Yep. And uh, somebody in Carnation complained that I wasn't doing the spiel. So I got called up into the office by supervision. I'm foreman on Main Street this time. And they said, you're not doing the spiel. Here's your write-up. They didn't ask me anything about it. They just said, here's your write-up. I said, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. I go back to the ride, and I'm, you know, I'm giving guys breaks. And I get back on the omnibus, and I go up you know, to, to uh, in front of the, the castle. And here they are again. All the Aussies. They wanted to ride and sing. So they get on the omnibus. That's all they want to do. And they get on the omnibus, and I told them I couldn't sing. And they said, why not? I said, I, uh, I don't know how to tell you this, but I got in trouble. And they felt terrible. And they said, what can we do? I said, I don't know what to tell you. And they said, well, where can we complain? So I'm driving right by, you know, uh, City Hall. And I said, right there. You can complain right there. So I got 32 guest compliments. And I got called up back into the office by one of the supervisors. I will not mention his name. Uh Honestly, I won't. And he tore it up. He tore up the Mm write-up. And he said, why didn't you tell me that they had ridden on the ride for over an hour? I said, you didn't ask. You just said, here's the write-up, sign it, and go. And I refused to sign it, but anyways, which I always did anyways. And you didn't, you didn't ask. I mean, these guys, we rode for an hour up and down. I said, we're singing. They've heard the spiel probably 10 or 20 times. You know, over here on the right is the general store and the emporium where you can get your Mickey Mouse here. Mm-hmm. Anyways, they'd heard all that. Yep. But I ended up, I got 32 guest compliments and he tore it up. So I thought that, you know, you hear stories like that. Supervision, hey, they had a tough job. Oh, I yeah, literally, I always thought it was a tough job. Yep. And we they never got enough credit, and we were again. I wish I could remember Frank's name and Sue, Hil- Hilberg, mm-hmm. Frank Hilberg. Oh, they, we called him Mud because mm-hmm. he had the driest sense of humor I have ever heard. I, he's one of the few guys that I rode on a boat to hear his spiel once. And I think it was like an employees' night too. The best I, I've never. I cried. He was so funny. Mm-hmm. Driest sense of humor over there is a hippo. Wow. Look at that hippo. I'm in tears. He was, it was so dry. The people go, oh, yeah, look, there it is. Yeah. He was funny. Oh, my God, he's funny. Uh, I, he, was, he was good. George Trillinger, uh-huh. he could be dry, and then he could be witty. That's what well, I like. George could be I anything. Like George could do anything. I mean, he's... Well, that's the fun part. When yeah. they're one day they they got the machine gun humor like I I usually did, you know, joke after joke, and then the next time they could be dry. And oh, grad nights! Did you guys have grad nights? Oh yes, yeah. so, uh, grad nights were. I mean, it was uh, like five six weeks of them. I mean, it was a major major thing. You know, since since the I had a grad night. I, I think it was. It, I think every skipper had a grad night spiel. R almost X rated. Yep. You know, and, oh, I had jokes about uh, the bushes. You know, I had jokes, oh, you name it. I named pretty much the snakes, mm-hmm. you know. Um, oh, man, stuff. I even had, I we had rides where we turned out the lights and just, they were kissing. And I just turned around and just turned the lights off. It, 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 it was the make-out cruise. I, I, did one entire, oh, yeah. I did one entire trip and I, I turned the lights off and did all the narration in the style of Barry White. And uh, did a little humming for him, and it was a good time. So, 
Well, it, it, I had one time. I had one time. I had Mickey on board. Mm-hmm. I, I pretended Mickey was underneath the bow because it was one of those days where you could, it was hot and people were just bored. So I had Mickey underneath, and I did you know I did my spiel, and I did Mickey Mouse imitation. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the ride, two kids from the back of the boat came up and said, "Can we meet Mickey?" And I, I, I leaned down and said, "Mickey, they want to meet you." And oh no 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 oh oh I'll meet him on Main Street. Gotta go gotta go. And so I said, "Well, if you kids go over to Main Street, he'll meet you there. Because if he gets caught over here on the Jungle Cruise, he'll get in trouble." And I said, "Oh great, what time?" I said, "20 minutes, and you'll see him right there." Is that okay with you, Mickey? Yeah yeah okay. Anyways, and so the kids laughed. They thought it was Mickey. I had a great time. Hey, anything to break the boredom. But sometimes yeah. it did get rough. Oh, yeah, yeah. When you're on your – well, and here's the thing. If you've done uh, 12,642 trips, there was probably at least like 20 of those that were, were not fantastic. I mean that's just you know statistics, right? Yeah, automatic. <laughs> and, you know, Sundays usually, you know, meet up, meet up, meet up, meet up. You know, you can't forget that. Yep. Oh, heck, I remember one time where, I, you know, the one day I got over on the submarine, somebody took a dump on the submarine. Oh, yeah, I was dead. Yeah. You know, I, I was we, only over one day. I said, that's enough. I, I'm not going to be going back to that, right? Yeah. That oh, was, there's, oh, you can't believe some of this stuff. It's, you find the more, the longer you work, the more wild some of the stuff, you know, got. And, yeah. you know, the people. I had a girl come up one time. I'm on tickets, right? Mm-hmm. And she had a tube top. She pulls down her tube top. I'm not going to say it. And she says, you want my bleep or a ticket? I said, well, I've already seen your bleep. I'll take the ticket. So she pulls up her top and she goes, well, I never, I said, well, that's the problem and went on and I'm going, you could get fired for that. Yep. I'm, I couldn't believe she did that. I almost, you know, said, go, just go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I got well, the ticket. That would have been providing good guest service. That's really what that was all about. Oh my gosh. You never know. Yeah. I saw, we saw, I remember one day on the jungle cruise, we're standing on the dock and there's like five guys we're doing changeover, right, from day crew to night crew. And I'm about 10 minutes away from leaving, and Bud had just got me. This lady walks up and changed, got it from one outfit to another. She had on a, on a purple panties and a purple bra. She went from one right in front of us. I'm a jogger. Well, it's European. Never saw anything. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you're, oh, no doubt about it. Well, and it's, and, oh, I had a lot. I had ladies do uh, Europeans that would come on and breastfeed their children on the boat, and they would complain. And oh, my best! Oh, I got one. I'm on canoes, mm-hmm. and these two ducks are going at. It. I mean, in the spring they did that. Oh, yeah. They're going at it, and th- this lady complains. She goes, "What are they doing?" I said, "Lady, our ducks are all trained to act like they're in the wild, and that's how ducks act in the spring." Audio animatronic ducks act like real ducks. Mm-hmm. And she goes, really? Well, they look so real. I mm-hmm. said, that's what makes Disney special. Yep. And she goes, wow. What? They were real ducks. They weren't audio animatronic. She, she just thought it was a great thing. And I saved us a little complaint. What, you know, any time that you, being a convincing liar is really the important thing is sincerity. And when you learn how to fake that. Then you're set. Well, we did, we did. I did a stand up. I did stand up on the parade. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I, keep people I had people. I said, "Yeah, ask me any questions about Disneyland that you want to know, and I will have the answers 
And I say, of course, if I can't, if I don't have the answers, I'll make something up for you. Mm-hmm. And I always say that. They'd ask how much was the electric bill. I said, well, last year it was three million two hundred seventy-four thousand six hundred and forty-eight dollars and nineteen cents. Mm-hmm. Thank you. How many people work here? Three out of four. And oh, thank you. And hey, you go on. Is there a basketball court in uh, you know the Matterhorn? And I said, no. The Lakers play over here in L.A. And, you know, in Anaheim over at the convention center, we might have a game or two, but no, nothing over there. But there is a half court, by the way. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, thank you. And so, we, you know, I would tell jokes and stuff like that all the time. And, you know, we'd entertain. I had a great time at parades. I enjoyed parading. Some of the wildest stuff happened at parades. I saw Goofy fall off the float, crack his head in <laughs> half, and run off. And what did I do? I picked up his head, put it together, and ran off going, Goofy, Goofy, I got your head. That was sort of spooky. <laughs> I saw I, I saw Ben Franklin fall. That was that was interesting. Mm-hmm. That was on the the bicentennial parade. Yeah. Ben Franklin yeah. fell, and that was you don't you don't see him, but if you watch enough, they'll fall. And I've seen Mickey fall off a float. I've seen Donald fall off a float. I don't know how they do it because especially on the bicentennial one and the light parade. Oh, I love the the light parade. That was fun, but. Uh, they occasionally would fall off. They'd miss their step. Yep. And they, they did the, the five core, you know, the, uh, the guy with the drum and the pipe and all that stuff, you know, the Americana stuff. That was a good one, too. Yeah, John, John, Malloy, John Malloy told me some stories about um, the American Heroes when they had yeah. all of the, the, the Mark Twains and all that. I won't spoil it, but it's in his episode. I'll get you the link to it. So. Oh, that'd be great. That'd be so. great. And, you know, the best part, the one thing people don't talk about a lot, though, is what did you do on your last day at Disneyland? You know, there, there's guys, one guy got up and uh, I'm not going to mention his name because I don't know if he's still proud of it or not, but he was dancing with Mary Poppins mm-hmm. uh, in his boxer shorts on the Mark Twain. Yep. And jumped off and dove into the water. And it was really neat because he set up a foreman area for us to go and watch. And like, you know, all the foremen from the Pirates of the Caribbean and the Mar- even the Mark Twain and the Jungle Cruise and the Tiki Room and the hot. We were all sitting, all the West Side foremen at night were sitting there watching him on his last night. Mm-hmm. He jumps into the water, swims over to the dock, meets security and supervision, and they promptly walk him out in his boxer shorts mm-hmm. all the way to wardrobe. That was amazing. And then I had the French guy on the Mark Twain. That was, guy comes up to me and, you know, the line, of the, how long is the ride? Two weeks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Merci, monsieur. Merci. He well, leaves. it's a Disney cruise line. You know, that's. Yeah. Well, he left, got on the monorail, went over to the Disneyland Hotel, packed his bags, came back on the monorail, walked up to the <laughs> Mark Twain. Uh-huh. Gives me a D ticket worth what seventy five cents? Yep. And expects to be gone for two weeks. <laughs> he gets on the boat. Guy didn't speak hardly any English. He was from France. Gets on the boat. Rides, you know, fifteen minutes. Comes back to the dock, and the look at his face was priceless. Mm. He realized it was a circular ride and only lasted fifteen minutes. And we sent him out again. And he comes off the boat and he goes, two weeks. And I said, that's a joke. He goes, not two weeks? 
No. Oh, he was mad. He was mad. We had to get a tour guide who spoke fluent French to come over and interpret to him that it wasn't really two weeks. Yep. Because yep. he wanted to get back on the boat and stay on the boat for two weeks. Well, they could probably make a so, little cotton there somewhere. Well, that was one that Stan saved for us. Stan Blank uh, took the guy over to the hotel and checked him back into the hotel <laughs> and explained, you know, they explained to him that it really wasn't two weeks. That was a joke. Yeah. Yeah, that was. Stan came back and he said, uh, don't do the two weeks thing again, okay, Carrie? And I said, okay, Stan, sorry. And I, I said, you do know where I got that two weeks from. And he goes, don't remind me, because I learned it from Stan. I learned it from you. <laughs> he, yeah, he trained me. Yeah. So I couldn't, you know, he I, he couldn't say it. He's the one who told you know, it was his joke. So came back to buy them. It was hilarious. Yeah, I'd say Stan was a great guy. So at the end of I mean, people. you know, you were saying the people asking you about your last day. I mean, there's always the question. You're at nine years. But uh, what was the next chapter of your life? What took you away from... Uh, Oh, you want to hear my last day first? Sure, please do. Oh, it wasn't hard. They assigned Scott Cleaner to me for eight hours. <laughs> they were so afraid I was going to do something wild that I had a supervisor with me the whole day. Huh. So I got to tie up a supervisor for the whole entire day, which no one had ever done, mm-hmm. ever. And. That was it. They were so afraid I was going to do something. So they asked me, what did you do? I said, I tied up a supervisor for the whole day. Mm-hmm. He didn't go to other rides. He rode on my boat every single time. And I didn't care if he was here or not. I was leaving. So I threw out some of my special spiels. And he had a great day. And so did I. We had a fun time. Spent eight hours with me. And it walked me all the way to the time shack. Because yep. he was afraid I was going to do something bad. And that was my last day. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I had a great time with that. And, uh, Anyways, I left there, uh, golly, in, in 85 and became a sales rep mm-hmm. and was selling fishing equipment in Texas. And I did that for a while. And uh, So, so, I, so you, uh, could I, say, you could say you went into a different line of work? Is that what you're... Oh, absolutely. I, I, like, I like tripled my salary. <laughs> yeah, for a period of three years, I did that. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, the bottom went out in northern Texas. I was in South Texas. I covered the entire South Texas area, Oshman's Academy and all this other stuff. And my boss in, the, in that business got into financial difficulties and failed to pay me twenty five grand that he owed me. So I quit. I went to work for Oshman's and I opened up super sports stores in New York for a while, which I didn't like in New York. It's cold. The people aren't very nice. Mm-hmm. So I came back here and I finished. I went back and got my master's and became a teacher. And I've been teaching now for it's my 24th year. And I coach wrestling Mm -hmm. and I I teach world history, which is my passion. I love that. Um, I got great kids. I mean, all the kids are good kids. I like them. I'm in Victoria, Texas now, Mm -hmm. which is 23 minutes from the Gulf Coast. Uh, the weather here is always pretty doggone good. Yep. Uh, we're expecting 72 in the middle of February this Saturday. Right now, it's I think it's about uh, 48, 50, mm-hmm. and the weather is great down here. The people in South Texas are wonderful. Oh, by the way, Bruce Turner, mm-hmm. 
lives a couple hours from him. I got to yep. catch up. He just built a new barn. I got to catch up with him because I want to see him too. Because yeah. he's also living in Texas now. A lot of people moved to Texas. Yeah, I've, I've heard Bruce's name bandied about a couple. Of, I haven't talked to him, but uh... Uh, Bruce Bruce was one of those guys uh, that worked on the jungle off and on. He was mostly on uh, rafts and mm-hmm. pirates. But, oh yeah, you work west side. You still come over to the jungle. And, oh, he was funny too. He was funny. You know, some you all these guys we remember were funny. The guys you don't remember are the ones they weren't very funny, but yeah, they were just happened. Some some, there were some people that were just wallpaper on the hotel of the experience you had there. I mean, it's not uh, not everyone's going to be, you know. I mean, not everyone's going to stand out, and for other people, those people might have stood out. You know, it's everyone has their summer, and everyone has their experience with the people that are there. So, so well, the thing that gets me is these guys that you're mentioning, you know, John Malloy, and you know. Uh, George, you know, these guys, you know, they were hilarious. They were very funny. And, uh, you know, it was just fun being a, a foreman on that ride because I got to listen to him all day. And I got to ride rides with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just, I just, to me, it, it was a great time. And But if anything, at nine years, it got old. It did, yeah. really. I don't know, that's a sad part of it. But it wasn't the people you work with that got old. It was I guess dealing with supervision, union sure. stuff that went well, on with were, me. There were a lot of changes in the 80s. I mean, that was the Eisner era was taking over, and Disney as a company just was a different, a totally different animal in like a two-year period. Everything changed over. It wasn't 80s. family. wasn't family anymore. It was, it was big business. And I got out at the right time. I, I, I wouldn't have changed that. I still look back, and I, I got out at the right time because my memories at work in there are all good memories. And, sure. You know, I think if I'd stayed through the big business part, I wouldn't have liked it as much. And then I hear they got rid of Foreman. I don't know if they have Foreman uh, or things, not anymore. Things, yeah, they do. You know, it's it's a cycle. Things change. Things go away. Things come back. It's uh, there's nothing that is set in stone. It's it's all depending on you know what what where the wind is blowing and what season it is and and it switch it things switch out. You know, it's but the thing I found is that whether it's the '60s or the '90s or today, on some level, it's all the same. Uh, as far as the base experience is there, you know, you get your time that's that's there. You make some magic. You get to make some incredible friends that'll stay with you for the rest of your life. So yeah, it is. Uh, uh, it's it's always different, but it's always the same. It's amazing when you think about it. Uh, you know, the people you work with, and we still stay in touch. Oh yeah, and, and I'll tell you, you know, I, I can tell you right now that if I you know, magically snap my fingers and you were standing in the front of a boat, you could give a spiel. You know, you could, you could, you could hit your marks and do a, a good, you know, nine minutes around the river. I have no doubt of it at all because it stays well, in you. Believe it or not, uh, yeah, uh, the lady librarian at our school uh, yesterday asked me, I heard you used to work at Disneyland. Is that true? And I said, welcome aboard the world-famous Jungle Cruise. My name is Harry Carey. I'm your skipper and guy for the rest of your life. And I went on for about two minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yep. could still do it yep. without a problem. I don't know how. I don't know why. It's yeah. been 30 years. But 12,642? Yep. Okay. So I guess the big question that I kind of uh, ask as I, I wrap it up with people, um, at the end of it, as you go 30 years from the time that you were at Disney – what what did you take away from it? What was the thing that changed you during that time period? What was the what was the thing that you took away from being a Jungle Cruise skipper? Wow, that's a good question. Um, 
first off, the people that you work with. Mm-hmm. Uh, you meet very talented people at, throughout all of Disneyland. Uh, you know, the Fulton Burleys that you that you see every day and talk to that were in the, you know, the Golden Horseshoe. Mm-hmm. The people you work with every day. Um, the friendships that you make and, and continue. I, you know, these guys were friends in the park. And all the guys were on the softball team for like nine years outside the park, you know, Meslovich and all those guys. Uh, we, you know, I, I'm sure I left some names out, but uh, you don't forget that stuff. The memories are the number one thing you never forget because mm-hmm. funny, funny, funny stuff. Yeah. And, you know, all the things, the weird stuff that happens, you know, at Disneyland. And, oh, I remember one of the hands fell off the guys in the, Pirates of the Caribbean, and I had to put his hand back. And it wasn't my job, but I was working utility, and I had to, I, the hands moving, and I'm putting it back on the guy and snap, boom, going, ooh, stuff like that you don't forget, because mm-hmm. where else are you going to put a guy's hand back on? You know, that's Disney. Yep. And, oh, I'll tell you what, you work the rides, you work the people, it's just, it's fun. And we, we worked, we were very fortunate to be in operations, uh, you know, I bet you janitor has stories too, but oh, yeah. I think we had the best jobs in the whole park. I think operations was the most well, fun, and not just operations, but, but jungle. I mean, really, I jungle, jungle really is. You know, it's. I think it's the cornerstone and and kind of the heart of the entire park. Some people can say the castle is there because it's in the middle, but uh, when you work there, the Jungle Cruise is the heart of of Disneyland. Well, you're entertaining people, yep. and. People come back again and again, and, you know, I, I've had people, I had people in the nine years I was there that came back again and again, and they asked for you, and that was a special thing. Um, and I had people come and say, why are you standing here? Don't you do the boats anymore? And I said, on occasion, would you do it for me? No. Oh, come on, please. You know, stuff like that. And I liked entertaining the people. I had fun with that. Yep. But I tell you what, the friends, the people, the memories, you know. That's what's special. You never forget. And I don't know. I, I think it's, uh, again, the memories and the people. Yep. Well, wonderful. I, wonderful. Wonderful. I, I can tell that uh, the jungle water is still running in your veins, my friend. And uh, I know it took us a while to get this connected, but I have no regrets. <laughs> and it was it was a perfect time for it. And I really appreciate you taking us around the the trip through your mind that is your your mental jungle cruise. So, uh, Carrie, thank you so 12, much. 12,643 trips. Oh. Oh, I go. just added one. There we go. <laughs> All right, my friend, thank you so much. And to everyone out there in our listening Kyle, audience. appreciate it. Dude. Thank you so much, everyone. Uh, Tales from the Jungle Cruise, we continue our journeys around the rivers of adventure. Uh, thanks, everybody, and Kungaloosh.